on today's show. There was a Warriors record Steph Curry didn't hold, so he went out and grabbed it in style. The Bulls gave up another fourth quarter lead. Yikes. And I compare each member of NSYNC to a player on the Utah Jazz. Yes, it needed to be done. Let me take you through the schedule from Monday night in the association. Hey, I'm Tass Mellis, and this is what you need to know in the NBA for Tuesday, April 13th. What's up, everybody? I started watching Warriors Nuggets, and I was just astonished with the wizardry from both teams. They're just utilizing every inch of the court. I was just saddled into my couch. I was enjoying every single second. Pick your poison with Nikola Jokic. Go after him. Sure, he'll find guys. It was just the utilization of those 94 feet that I was just appreciating. I I was just loving it. And then the focus turned to Steph Curry because he was lighting it up, doing his thing, dancing on everyone, gliding with the ball, crossover, step back, behind the back, behind the three-point line. I think he knew this was a special night coming in and wanted to take hold of the Warriors record book in style. Because in that first half, he surpassed Will Chamberlain for the franchise lead in points. Yeah, Will Chamberlain scored a lot of points for the Philadelphia and then the San Francisco Warriors. When asked about achieving the milestone, a player or achieving a milestone, excuse me, a player will always say, when I hang him up, I'll look back and think about what I've accomplished. Curry said, you know what? I'm going to appreciate this one. I'm going to take it all in. He said, I'm going to think about this one. And he did. He soaked it all in from the sideline. So let's stop to appreciate what Steph is doing in his career. Curry had 30 first half points against the Nuggets on his way to 53 on the night. He hit 10 three-pointers, something he has done 18 times in his career. He's hit 10 plus threes 18 times in his career. No one else has done it more than five. On Twitter, StatMuse used the real estate perfectly to emphasize the point visually. I'll try and do it orally. Steph has hit 10 threes in a game 18 times. No one has done it 17 times or 16 times or 15 times or 14 or 13 or 12 or 11 or 10 or 9 or 8 or 7 or 6. Clay has done it five times. No one's done it four. Harden, Lillard, and J.R. Smith have done it three times. Zach Levine has done it twice. I hope that gets across the point how freaking good Steph Curry is. It sounds a little loony, but he's going to have to keep it up too. Down the stretch here for the Golden State Warriors, these are the types of big scoring games the Warriors are going to need to get from Steph to stay in the hunt for a playoff spot, especially with James Wiseman now likely out for the season. Steph is their offense. We talked about it on Monday's Daily Show that even with Curry having an incredible year, they're barely hanging on to a play-in tournament spot. I just assume they're getting in because he's having such a special season, but even after expanding the bracket to 10 teams, it is absolutely not a lock. Now, the tournament... Looks juicy with all the guys in it. Luca currently in it. John Morant currently in it. The Spurs and the Warriors. Woo! It's going to be a fun five weeks here before the play-in tournament. Now, terrible news on the other side. The Nuggets were playing so, so well. Jamal Murray came back after missing four games with a right knee injury. He crumpled to the floor late in the game, holding his left knee. Now, hours after the game here, still haven't heard What's going on with his knee? No MRI news as I record. Hopefully, Jamal Murray is all right. The Nuggets were looking so, 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 so good. Thoughts with Jamal Murray? Uh, A guy who recently came back from an injury, Joel Embiid, is looking pretty, pretty good. Philly played the Mavs, 
who were preserving Kristaps Porzingis from playing on back-to-back nights, and that hurt their chances against Embiid. They started a small 6'10", Maxi Kleba at center. Yeah, 6'10", is small against Joel Embiid. You need a big bloke to try and stop him. Embiid, well, he had to get doubled, right? So he just started finding guys. He finished with 36 points. It was a dominating win for Philly, and the Sixers, they have it together. They're playing hard for Doc defensively, including Embiid. It's a string out there. Defensively, uh, they definitely look like a playoff team. Offensively is where the questions lie. Will Embiid be able to carry a team series after series after series? When the trips to the free throw line slow down a little bit, will Tobias Harris chip in? Either way, they look good. Uh, One quick stat. Dwight picked up his 14th technical foul. Dwight Howard has the most technical fouls in the NBA, although he only plays about 17 minutes a game. Kind of unbelievable. A suspension coming after two more texts. Them's the rules. 16 texts, you get suspended. Something that remains a little unbelievable to me this season is Julius Randle. Here in year seven for him. Lakers taking on the Knicks in New York, and Julius Randle has become the best version of himself, his all-star self. It's wild. Back-to-back nights, he comes out and performs. He had 34-10 and 10 against his old team. Of course he's going to have a good game. It was a very good shooting night. Is he just fit? Is this the best shape he's in of his life? It's just everything coming together for him. Incredible stuff. Good for Julius Randle. They get the victory over the Lakers. Bulls-Grizzlies. The Bulls remain the league's worst fourth-quarter team. They had a lead going into the fourth quarter against the Grizzlies, but the Grizzlies went out and snatched it. When it comes to crunch time, these Bulls, they just haven't found the balance between getting new guys involved and Levine and Vooch taking over. Uh, I think they just spread it out a little too much from what I see. Uh, It's a little too democratic, but maybe they're not playing enough of their best players. Maybe Kobe White needs to be out there to take the pressure off Levine and Vooch as opposed to Thomas Sadoransky. Either way, the Grizzlies got it done. They're a team that definitely does it by committee. They remain in the play-in tournament because of guys like Jonas Valanciunas, who definitely is unheralded. He was a big part of their team. He had 10 fourth-quarter points on his way to a 26-14 and night. Good for Jonas Valanciunas. Got to root for that guy. Washington and Utah. Early in this game, the Jazz, you know, they were flowing on offense. Joe Ingles and Rudy Gobert, they ran a pick-and-roll play as Gobert rolled. Ingles made a perfect bounce pass right into Gobert's hands, leading him perfectly for the jam, leading uh, broadcaster and former player Matt Harpering to say, this team is so in sync right now. (laughs) Well, I was sitting on my couch. Why not compare members of the Utah Jazz to members of the boy band in sync? Of course. Here we go. Donovan Mitchell, he's obviously Justin Timberlake. The star could go out on his own. Sure. He's going to dabble in other things. He loves baseball. He's going to, you know, probably do some acting. That makes sense. Rudy Gobert is J.C. Chazé. I think he's the most important part of the group. Everything they do is built around him. Gobert can do things no one else does on the team. So could J.C. They're both kind of quiet, and they're both polarizing. But the team wouldn't work without them. You don't agree? (laughs) But some do. You see? Polarizing. Joe Ingles. Well, he's Joey Fatone, the jokester. They also both don't look the part. Derek Favors, he's Chris Kirkpatrick. Seems like the nicest guys uh, amongst their teams. And they're also the oldies as well. Wrapping it up here, Mike Conley, he's Lance Bass. A late addition to the group. Struggled at first, but improved. Lance couldn't dance at first. Did you know that? No, me neither. 
Thanks, Wikipedia. Anything is possible. You can learn to dance. Mike Conley relearned his dance moves with the Utah Jazz. All right, I'm done. The Wizards took care of the Utah Jazz. Yeah, there was a game that was played. Russell Westbrook had a big trip dub uh, for the Wiz. The Suns and the Rockets combined for 42 threes in a Rockets win. I mean, a Suns win, excuse me. That's one shy of the NBA record. Those guys were lighting it up. The Spurs were able to keep their spot in the play-in tournament. Beating Orlando. If you want to win, play Orlando right now. And the Pelicans are lurking in that playoff, play in tournament portion of the standings. They got a win over the Kings despite De'Aaron Fox's 43 points. That wraps up the games that were played. The Nets Timberwolves game was postponed after Dante Wright was shot and killed by police during a traffic stop 10 miles from where George Floyd was killed. The Timberwolves in coordination with the league, decided to call the game off. Now, they could play the game today. Another man murdered. Another kid without his father. Go listen to Greg Popovich talk about it if you want to listen to something. I read Pop's words, and then I had to go listen to it. That was moving for me. All right. That's it for me here. Thanks for joining me. I'll give you a quick quote today. Remember, if Wayne Gretzky never scored a single NHL goal he'd still be the league's all-time leading scorer. That's unbelievable. All right, I'll see you tomorrow.